This episode of A Pair of Bookends is sponsored by Stained Paper Creations. They create bespoke vintage style bookmarks and prints. One of our lucky listeners will have the chance to win a selection of bookmarks. All you need to do is to leave us a screenshot of your review of our podcast with your Insta handle. DM us at A Pair of Bookends Pod and you will be within your chance to win. Welcome to A Pair of Bookends, the book club you can carry anywhere. We are your hosts and hopefully your new bookish pals. I'm Hannah McDonald. And I'm Lydia Clare. (laughs) Today we have a special little treat for all you bookends. Following the recent Women's Prize long list announcement, we thought we'd have a little chat about the amazing books on the list and maybe even tease you with a few cheeky predictions. So, the books on this year's list are... Build Your House Around My Body by Violet Cooper-Smith. Careless by Kirsty Capes. Creatures of Passage by Maroa Yajide. Flamingo by Rachel Elliott. Great Circle by Maggie Shipstead. Remote Sympathy by Catherine Chichi. Salt Lake by Lula Allison. Sorrow and Bliss by Meg Mason. The Book of Form and Emptiness by Ruth Ozeki. The Bread the Devil Need by Lisa Allen Agostini. The Exhibitionist by Charlotte Mendelssohn. The Final Revival of Opal and Nev by Dawny Walton. The Island of Missing Trees by Alif Shafak. The Paper Palace by Miranda Cowley-Heller. The Sentence by Louise Erdrich. And This One Sky Day by Leonie Ross. Lydia, what are your thoughts on this year's long list? Well... (laughs) <laughs> Let me tell you, I was very excited by the announcement, I must admit. Maybe too excited, some would say. Um, but yeah, I think that I was actually really surprised by the long list because last year it felt very Bernadine Evaristo inspired, mm-hmm. if I may say so. It felt like everyone was on the same page, you know, you were going to get, you knew what you were going to get when you read this long list. This year, it feels divided and not in a bad way. But in a kind of, I feel like there is the, like, contemplate, like, fangirls, like Pandora Sacks. Yeah. And then there are the, let's have some ghosts and horror stories, Mm -hmm. like Dorothy Coonson. I do not know how they are going to balance that in a short list. Yeah. There's such, like, (laughs) you used this word earlier, so I am stealing your word, but there is such an eclectic. Yes, yes. (laughs) Could be using a new word. There is such an eclectic array of books on this year's long list, which I think is really exciting, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. especially because I am your typical contemporary fiction fangirl. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it is kind of a push for me to explore other genres, which is great. Yeah, love well, that. I, I think back to like last year when I was like, yeah, it's a lot of contemporary fiction. It's a lot of fiction that kind of like speaks to me as a, you know, late 20s woman and yeah. all this, you know, the things that kind of yeah. tick our boxes. But actually, the winner, Piranesi, was completely out of that box. It was just, I would never have guessed. No. In a million years. Yeah, it was a surprise, wasn't it? I think a lot of people were shocked by that. But having read it, it's fantastic and deserves its place. It's a tricky one. Mm -hmm. But this year, I was kind of like, okay, so I can see Ruth Ozeki 
I can see Megan Mason. I can see uh, Paper Palace, you know, these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. But then things like um, Remote Sympathy, I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Like, I would not have thought that that would be on the list. The more different things like Salt Lick, like I've never even heard of that. And to have that on there, I'm like, which judge was like, I'm, I am persevering with this one. You've got to read it. Yeah. I think it's totally interesting. But what about you? So I, I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Just to give our listeners background info, me and Lid zoomed whilst watching the long list reveal. Because we have such amazing lives oh honestly i think it's such a cool thing to do i'm sorry (laughs) we woke up we got a brew in the morning and then we jumped on zoom and watched the long list being revealed at the same time which was so much fun (laughs) um i don't care how much of a loser we sound like (laughs) i I, I loved it so it was really nice to kind of get excited together i don't think i've ever watched the reveal before I've only ever just seen it uploaded on Instagram, been like, oh, that's exciting, but not actually had like the whole like reveal behind it. I really liked how they paced it and how it was like one author would reveal one book and then um, they would kind of briefly chat about that and then the next one would be revealed and it was like a whole kind of build up. Yeah. And I know watching it, I was like, Sorrow and Bliss needs to be on there. I'm going to throw hands <laughs> if Sorrow and Bliss is on there. there. Honestly. When that came up, I was so happy. It just, it's so deserving of, like, it needs to win. It's such an incredible book. It's, like, the most beautiful kind of portrayal of mental illness and relationships and how mental illness can impact your relationship with your partner, with your family, with your friends, how you can totally kind of jeopardise your own life. It's just so beautifully written and... Yeah, I'm just obviously obsessed. Well, I didn't read Sorrow and Bliss until after the announcement and then read it. And it is my first five-star read of the year. I had two last year. (laughs) Um, But yeah, yeah, literally. I I throw them out, like, hand them out. I had Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell. Right. And 11.22.63 by Stephen King. Wow. The only ones that made it. Wow. Um, But yeah, so for that to have made it up there, I yeah, it has to have moved me. And the fact that it's been included on this long list, I'm like, yes, it has to be. Because when we talk about the Women's Prize, we talk about people that are pioneering for women, pioneering for feminism, pioneering for women in fiction. And this does all of that. all wrapped up in the complicated complex issue that is womanhood like it's not your simple here's a woman in trouble oh she gets out of it it's so layered it's so kind of like women are not perfect i'm also really enjoying this kind of new wave of of books that we're seeing where women are allowed to have unlikable traits and to be messy and to be you know selfish and to be all these complex things that we're kind of in the past we've not been allowed to be that i I enjoyed you know its portrayal of mental illness but i also you know enjoyed her character as a whole like i just just thought person yeah like yeah yeah, she's got she has a mental illness and it does yeah it does um inform the way that she makes decisions informs her actions and things like that but most of all she's just martha and you look at the people around her patrick and ingrid her sister Mm -hmm. and and you look and you think actually 
the people that are around her yeah are loving her just for being her and the mental illness is part of her yeah so and it, it's so good to see that mm-hmm. and i'm hoping that a lot more of this long list has that kind of theme of like women who are complex and different and three-dimensional and aren't you know the the person in the background or the abused you know all these stereotypes that seem to happen with women I'm really hoping that this long list is again pushing that boundary and saying this isn't what a woman is you know the women's prize is not about just being a woman Mm -hmm. it's being everything else you happen to be a woman at the same time so i'm excited i'm excited but it does feel it does feel divided yeah there were some surprises on there massive surprises like some books that i hadn't heard of before at all um you know like salt lick Mm -hmm. i'd never heard of that the sentence no i had heard of the sentence Mm -hmm. but only through sam and savage Yes. Hadn't seen a huge hype around it. Mm-hmm. Flamingo, hadn't heard of that. Mm-hmm. Remote Sympathy, The Bread the Devil Needs. Um, Which I'm actually most excited for. So excited to read that. <laughs> it sounds amazing. Which is why I love the Women's Prize, because you always get things that you're like, what is that? And yeah. you're like, this is yeah. the best thing I ever read. <laughs> I think the biggest surprise for me was the final revival of Opal and Nev. Yeah. Because... I just think it's so different to anything that's been on there before. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, The Final Arrival of Opal and Nev is like a fake memoir about a young black woman who starts a band, who's a vocalist in a band, and when she goes and performs, and she performs alongside um, Nev, who is a British folk artist, and they go and they perform, and whilst they're, they're performing, someone holds up a Confederate flag, and it's about what happens after that. Big ramifications, obviously. I did not think a music memoir, a music fake memoir, would ever reach the list of a women's prize yeah. long list. But now I'm, I'm really Probably intrigued. Probably my own snobbishness, yeah. obviously. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have gone for that book, though. No. I wouldn't have. I mean, I hadn't read what it was about, mm-hmm. but from the cover alone mm-hmm. and just from somebody it's saying... Guitar, it's, isn't it? Yeah, mm. from like the cover alone, um, I wasn't kind of drawn to it. Like the title, wasn't kind of drawn to it. And it's not that there's anything wrong with those two things. It's just not something that I would typically go for. No, I'd only heard that it was kind of this book that had music in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't yeah, like yeah. had no other idea about it. But then mm. when we read up on it after we saw the reveal, I was like, wow, okay, that mm-hmm. sounds really interesting. Yeah, because we both read the blurbs out to each other because we're. <laughs> them kind of people so extra and out of all of them that was the one that kind of made me go wow i could read that and i really like the premise of creatures of passage as well like i thought that was really interesting but for me like i unfortunately will judge a book by its cover and i saw the final revival of opal and nev and it was on at supposedly fun's youtube page and he was like talking about how like great it was and he really enjoyed it and stuff and i was like yeah that's fine but it's a book about music and i hate books about music <laughs> like let me listen to the music that's enough i actually am really excited for it i really am i think that obviously anything with a lift your fag in is gonna make me excited yeah the fact that she was included and again talking about simon savage it's his one i think it's his favorite read of the year so far wow okay and i'm really excited to start it because we both read uh 10 10 minutes 38 38 seconds seconds. and that was astounding 
cocker of a book. She's amazing. And the fact yeah. that she like writes in does she write in English, translate to Turkish, comes back to English. Yeah. She does some kind of like crazy translation situation yeah. that just makes her writing even better. Um That's the only book I've read as well, and I've heard okay. so many great things about our other books. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people have said that this book is really different. I mean yeah. She's got like a fig tree as an narrator, <laughs> like, like <laughs> just. I think she's the only person bold enough to do that. But then you look at the list. So we're talking about Alicia Fack being a bit diverse, a bit different with her narrative style. You look at um, the Book of Form and Emptiness by Ruth Zaki. Yes, and we're talking about voices from a wilted lettuce. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I want to read that. It looks huge, and I'm not quite sure that I am in the correct mindset to read a book that big after to paradise it's it's an undertaking i mean you have to cut out a a good couple of weeks (laughs) to to get stuck into a book that big yeah but it it sounds sounds amazing it does and i'm all for for like these weird bloody narrators looking about (laughs) let's give them a try yes and i think sometimes it's like things like the women's prize the booker prize even like Costa, stuff like that. Like when they release their long lists and short lists, I'm always happy to see something I don't know or something that's yeah. gonna make challenge me. Yeah. Like because I think, oh, I'd never read that. Mm-hmm. I, like I've seen the book of form and emptiness on the yeah. stone shelf many a time and gone, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just doesn't. I just don't think that that would appeal to me. Yeah. But with that label on of women's prize, have said it, it's good to give it a go. It yeah. makes you more inclined to read it. Which That's true. That's true. I think it's a great thing, you know, yeah. these, especially with these books that are sort of like changing formats and experimenting and making them different. I think it's really important that they're getting the chance to be sold and the chance to be read. But I'm really excited about those. I actually listened to a really great um, episode on literary friction uh, on their podcast. They had Ruth Aziki on to talk about that book and... I was like, this definitely sounds too clever for me. Like when we read the blurb mm-hmm. and when it was announced as part of the long list, I was like, now I really want to give it a go. Yeah. Because when I was listening to their podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds like super intelligent. Like, am I just going to get completely lost in this? But I'm, 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 I'm ready for it now, I think. Totally. Let's give it a go. Well, it's like with Piranesi last year, like I read a bit of Terry Pratchett. I love a bit of Terry Pratchett, but that's very like fantasy, but tongue in cheek kind of. Yeah. Like, it's very yeah. kind of subversive in its mm-hmm. style. Like it's all about, being funny yeah rather than it being fantasy and the same with the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy by douglas adams like i love that but yeah that's kind of sci-fi fantasy but it's also tongue-in-cheek adult humor stuff yeah. like that so i'm not really like a full-on fantasy fan so i was a bit like oh <laughs> <laughs> so i bought it but i left it and then it made the shortlist and i was like well i have to read the shortlist so then um i read it and it was just outstanding like absolutely outstanding it was not i wouldn't describe it as a fantasy novel yes it has tropes that are fantasy novel tropes but it's so much more than that this is what i think the women's prize particularly does really well yeah here's a novel that you would have never read because it falls into this category or whatever but actually it's going to relate to you on a level that you never thought it would Mm -hmm. i'm actually really excited for salt lake by Lou larson yes i think that's going to be really interesting like it's kind of like a a, a climate change novel uh, and has a lot of dystopian vibes 
I think it's going to be really telling about the time that we're living in at the minute. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't read any and been like, no, I don't like that at all. So it'll be interesting to see if there are any duds. Because I think there always is. There's always a few that don't land with you just because no reader is the same and, you know, you can't love everything. Yeah. Um. So it'll be interesting to see if when I read them, I'm like, oh, I don't know why you picked that. But if you had to pick, like... Maybe three books that you're really excited to read from the Women's Prize long list. What would they be? Well, The Island of Missing Trees by Alicia Shafak. I can't. What a shock. What a shock. I just love her and adore her and I want to be in best friend. Um, I'm sorry. Did. Did you get featured on her Instagram recently? Me? Did I? Me? Did I see that? I, I was. I was reposted by Aleph, as I like to call her. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Yes, yeah, she did. She Bestie did. club. Um, I've never been as close to a heart attack as I was <laughs> when I opened my Instagram. And it was like, Alicia Fack has reposted you. And I was like, oh, has she? And I look on and my Just face, casual, you know. My face is on her Instagram. And I did I did a direct message her and thank her. She didn't reply, but I know she's a woman. <laughs> um, but no, that was very exciting. But um, yeah. And she is really great at supporting bookstagrammers, you know. Amazing. I mean, same like, with Henry so and Kahara, though. Yes, like, yeah. Um, the, I always think, like, the authors that you want to support and you want to stick with are the ones that support you back. Yeah. So as yeah. bookstagrammers, as, pe- as big readers, like, yeah. I'm sure some people that are listening to this haven't even opened a bookstagram account. Like, they just... Yeah. They just want to read good books. Yeah. When you know that the author is supporting you as yeah. much as they're When they really themselves. care about the readers, it's so yeah. lovely. Like, and really care about about the price of their books. Yeah. And where you can get them from and about community engagement. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Alif Shafak will sit there and look at your post and say, these have made me smile. And yeah. And post them and it's really nice. Um, like I don't think that can be underestimated no going back to predictions I, I honestly think that Island of Missing Trees has to make it if it doesn't I'm gonna cry yeah Um, I do also think The Sentence by Louise Erdrich will be prominent okay only because she is a Pulitzer Prize winner right she what did she win the Pulitzer Prize for I think it was was it the night watchman the one most recent i think i'm totally new to her so yeah, i'm so not sure she made i can't remember what it was but she she won the pulitzer prize yeah she must be good then i know there's a lot of buzz about her and yeah. a lot of buzz about the book is that's the one that's set in the bookshop isn't it yes yeah, so it's all based yeah. in the bookshop um, it's a ghost story it's a vibes ghosty. yeah a bit yeah. ghosty yeah, a bit of fun um so i definitely think that will um that will make an appearance. Also, so, I I saw Simon Savage's. Um, my stomach just rumbled, so I'm really sorry. Um, but Simon Savage, um, I think he has the US cover that he showed in the video. The US cover so is better. so much better. Why is that? Like some covers are so much better in America than they are here. It drives me mad. But then there's some covers that I actually prefer ours. It's just can we not just have the same guys? Come on, keep it fair. The Vladimir. Have you seen Vladimir by Julian Jones? Oh, I hate the US cover. I hate it. Headless, half naked man. Because it It looks looks so like Fifty Shades of Grey. But the actual like the blurb of the book is so different to that yeah like if i had seen the us cover in a bookshop i wouldn't want to pick it up no it looks but like the uk it. cover oh, i was instantly drawn to it mm-hmm. i was like, like that, that looks amazing i need it right now yeah. i didn't even read up on the premise of it 
I just saw the cover and I was like, need. This is what I mean. <laughs> like, there were, and what I hate at the minute, and I know I'm probably going to get a load of DMs after this. I like the <laughs> But is the cartoon characters on the front of romance novels at the minute? Like, the, oh, like the love, love deception. And the love hypothesis. Love hypothesis. What is going on with the characters? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't need to see them. No. It looks like kids' books. And it's not. <laughs> some sexy, sexy times in there. Sexy, sexy And times. I don't want to be seeing no cartoons doing no. that. You know what I mean? It's not even Jessica Rabbit cartoons. <laughs> Full on Simpsons. I don't want Homer on the front of my uh, thing. <laughs> but yes, and my, I think my final prediction would be The Book of Form and Emptiness by Ruth Asaki because there are too many uh, sort of subversive differences in yeah. these in this long list for them not to include one like that because it's so different in its form yeah i think we're gonna see something like that what about you so mine are sorrow and bliss Mm -hmm. because i'll kick off if it's not on there yeah i'll kick off it doesn't win no i won't really but but (laughs) it needs to win it needs to win i'm sorry (laughs) uh sorrow and bliss uh the island of missing trees um because i think it's really cool that she's got the whole kind of fig tree as a narrator <laughs> yeah it's a really bold choice yeah, yeah. and yeah i think it's, it'd be interesting to see that on there um and i also wrote down great circle really? i've seen wow. so much hype for great circle mm. and so many people like just loving it wasn't it nominated for the booker oh i'm not sure i'm sure, I'm sure it was maybe um but just because it's such like an empowering kind of feminist book and i think kind of encapsulates what the women, women's prize is all about mm-hmm. isn't it you know mm-hmm. celebrating women and and empowering women and yeah. i think that would be such a great pick for it um awesome. but then now you've got me thinking about you know different subversive like subversive yeah, yeah. there's so many like quirky reads on there this year that i'm like oh maybe they're not gonna kind of go for mm-hmm. for books like that i think we're we're gonna keep hitting this problem right on the one hand you've got great circle you've got paper palace sorrow and bliss like these feminist kind of careless as well goes into that category feminist lone female kind of like going throughout life trying to sort out their lives the stuff that we're like yes about all the time things that i think pandora sykes has nominated herself along with probably uh anita sethi she's probably done a few of these as well yeah and then you've also got build your house around my body creatures of passage salt lick which i think and especially the sentence dorothy coomson you've i know for a fact she's put her hands <laughs> all over this like and i feel like there are two sections where it's literally like you've got your pandora sykes like novels yeah you've got your dorothy coomson novels yeah and i just think that like that's great but how are they gonna pick a winner yeah when it feels slightly divided it feels like there's so much going on yeah yeah (laughs) that how can you possibly narrow those things down yeah like how can you compare them all yeah i don't you just you can't and the problem is like last year not to bang on about it but like bernardine everest i felt that she created a really sort of there was a linear line throughout all of the books like yeah. you could tell like even with things like unsettled ground detransition baby transcendent kingdom there was always this sort of like through line of here is a person sometimes they were twins which you know we know bernardine loves um but there was <laughs> like this kind of like duality yeah throughout all of the books it was i am this person but who else could i be or who else reflects Mm. me throughout the whole of the the 
There's a lot of contemporary fiction on there last massively, year, wasn't there? Yeah. Massively. I think the only ones that kind of broke the mould were Piranesi. Yeah. Uh, the Golden Rule by Amanda Craig. Like, sort like yeah. things like that yeah. were sort of breaking the boundaries of that. But mostly, it was here's some contemporary fiction with women that are not who they say they are. Yeah. And that was the whole way through. It just felt that way. Whereas this one, if you told me to define it, like, give me a give me a one-line synopsis of what you think the women's prize is this year, and I'd be like, confused. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Yeah, because it's great. And the great, the great things, but it don't feel like it's a collective. Yeah. It's not a collection. You can release this all, all as one because they're so different. Um, not necessarily a bad thing, but... I am really, really excited for The Bread the Devil Need. Yes. I'm really excited for that. And mm. what was the other one that I was excited for? Is it written by Charlotte? Oh, The Exhibitionist by the Charlotte The Exhibitionist. Mendel- is, is that about an affair? I'm sure that was about an affair and it was about like was. Queer, like queer relationships. Yeah, and yeah. I could be wrong, but I, I, I really think that that was one that I was excited to some, read. There is some nice LGBTQ plus yeah uh, representation this year which yeah i'm actually grateful for because i know bernadine Evaristo last year was like advocating for it she obviously yeah. included do transition babies for trans representation and things yeah. like that not just because it's trans representation because it's a brilliant novel but, yeah but i know that she was mindful of the fact that it was important that people yeah of course which, yeah you know we want to see mm-hmm. the women's prize but it's not it is nice to see that there are some more of that ilk this year you know yeah. it's not just that it's gone um we have got some really nice representation too but it'd be nice to hear from like people at home like do you think that the representation is like do you see yourself in these books do you feel like they're missing something i'd love to hear about that because obviously as a, a white female heterosexual i'm i'm not the person to be talking about this but I'd love to hear other people's voices on it and to say whether or not they yeah. feel represented. Yeah, if you if you have any thoughts, we'd um would happily include them in the next episode. Maybe we could chat through them. Absolutely. Um, if you want to message us on at Pair of Bookends Pod, that would be that's the podcast voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll slip it in there. Should we do some questions? Let's do some questions. Okay. So we asked on our Instagrams if you would like us to answer anything today and there's potentially going to be nothing we're a bit um last Quite minute prepared today we? yeah i'm sorry <laughs> lydia is much more prepared than i am um, yeah but can i just tell everybody that this morning i had root canal <laughs> which is never a good thing and who thought that root canal before a podcast recording would be a good idea i don't know if i sound, sound slightly sir i think you sound great do you think yeah that's all right it's just like high as a kite Half my face doesn't work and um, I'm seeing, you know, two of you. Um, <laughs> seeing colours. <laughs> Not seeing colours, hearing colours. Yeah, I'm hearing colours and I'm, I'm seeing sound. So um, <laughs> if I look back at this and I'm like, what was I saying? <laughs> I mean, you've articulated yourself much well, better than me. I blame, I blame my dentist, but you know, these are things you have to do. So I have one question. Oh, nice. Do you have That's any? Popular... Oh, wait, hang on. She's asking me to be technical. I'm sorry. Who's ever, who's ever thought to be technical? You know what? Not even not even one person cares. Guys, come on. Then again, it is half past three. We were very <laughs> late, yeah. We were very late in asking these. But we do have an interesting one okay. from At The Return of Sally Pat. That is such a funky little I username. Love that. Sally love Pat has that. returned. Exactly, yeah. Where did she go? <laughs> 
<laughs> Can we get the prequel, Sally Horn? <laughs> What's going on? So her question is, are book awards slash prizes a good thing how can one book be chosen above all others mm, that's a question and a half i see why she went away <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you for returning sally pie i appreciate it um no i am always i have always been an advocate for a bookish prize yeah i must admit yeah i'm not one of the people that's like you shouldn't do it or anything like that i love book prizes because <laughs> Uh, just because of the things that I've said before, they open me up to books I would never have read. Yeah. Um, I would probably, on this long list, I would probably read maybe four, maybe five of them at the most of things that, because I already own, I think, five, and they're the ones that I would have picked. I wouldn't have then gone on to pick things like Remote Sympathy yep. or The Book of Form and Emptiness. Like, I just wouldn't have done it. And the fact that the Women's Prize, the Pulitzer Prize, um, they say here are some really good books you should check out yeah i appreciate it however i do think that some of the smaller publishers publishers like seven books in wales like they i've been talking with them they're great publishers they're le- a lot less likely to get a book shortlisted for a prize yeah and why which because is such a shame because there's so many great ones it, but you have to pay yeah you have to pay to get your books yeah it's an accessibility thing into and yeah. I, I think that's quite frustrating because it should be open to i don't know i feel like there's a lot of kind of like loopholes that people have to jump through mm-hmm. to be even considered for these kind of lists Massive. um which is a shame because you know they're obviously missing out on a lot of things and i know they have to do it to try and like narrow it down slightly maybe um i do think that you're potentially missing out on a lot of brilliant talent oh hugely and a lot of, you know it, it also widens up stories that that need to be told yeah you and know. a lot of the a lot of the smaller publishers will take a punt on books that necessarily don't fit the form that mm. you know certain larger publishing houses would would take a risk on yeah and it's really nice to see like and i think it's a shame that a lot of the time when you look at the long lists of prizes you don't see a lot of the smaller publishing houses and it can be cliquey in a way you know ah uh, yeah yeah you know, i like, see that this yeah this is a really cool book and everyone's got it like last year i'm sorry but no one is talking about this by patricia lockwood i just need a minute <laughs> personal vendetta against um, that book. like i love the loved the second half the first half maybe like i've yeah. seen so many mixed reviews oh, on this book it's worth a read just to have your own opinion on it like the fact that that made i think it made the booker i think it made the women's it made like a group of other things yeah and it's i like... think no I'm, if i'm being honest i think if uh our friend meg at meg in a book <laughs> uh saw that i'd bought that book she, she would i think she'd come around the house and burn it down i think she would <laughs> i think she would um and i was so curious to read it but i'm actually frightened of her seeing me read it lend you my copy so we're not yeah, you know, funding it. this is the thing like the ones that you've seen multiple times it's like is it popular or is it just cool you know yeah is it cool to be subversive and different and oh wow this you know this book is is making waves and we're gonna we're gonna put it at the forefront of our shortlist that's fine yeah but like why like yeah tell me why yeah and give me justification when there are some fantastic books from the smaller publishers that we could really do shout it out yeah that's true um i think prizes have their place mm-hmm it shouldn't rule your reading it shouldn't make you feel like i have to read those books because they're nominated all the time yeah 
and it shouldn't yeah. make you feel like because you didn't like them and they were nominated for the Pulitzer that somehow your reading is wrong. So I I enjoy a prize. I love getting involved in the you know let's zoom and watch it at nine yeah. in the morning. I do think though that the women's prize is my favourite book prize. Same. I know that the Booker is probably the most popular, maybe. I would say so, yeah. But for me, I get the most excited about the Women's Prize. Yeah. I mean, I always like to read the winner of the Booker. So, yeah. I, like, I, I read The Promise by Damon Gorgot this year. That one last year. Um, Again, fanta- fantastic book. Still need to read it. So good. And the paper, it's out in paperback now, isn't is it? it? Yeah. Is it the same cover? Yes. I think so. I think so. And I think it's got... What do you call those pages where it's got um one page shorter than... Oh, yeah, with like a strip. Yes. Yeah, yeah I think it's got one of those. <laughs> um, with like winner of the book of prize. Yeah. It? Yeah, I like it. I think it's got um, one of those, isn't it? So I read that and I read, um, and you read At Night All Blood is Black. Yes, so that was the international one. Last year. It's a really great book. Absolutely it's fantastic. chaotic energy all round, but very good. I mean, if anyone can explain to me the last two chapters. Please, I beg you. Please. Seriously, DM yeah. us at a pair of bookends part. Because <laughs> I thought Hannah would help. She didn't. She didn't. We both were confused. I've begged everybody. Um, but yeah, so I always try and read like the winners. Yeah. I always feel like it's worth giving them a go. Yeah. But I wouldn't go out and buy the whole international booker list. And I wouldn't buy the whole booker list. But for me, the Women's Prize, being a woman, wanting to read more and support more women in fiction mm-hmm. and women authors, it's a great opportunity to to kind of explore that yeah um and it's great that there's like all these new authors and it's not just it's not just british authors Mm -hmm. it's not just american authors european authors you know there's african authors and there's i think there's a couple too this year from new zealand which is lovely wow so it really opens your your reading taste i think Mm. but i do listen to those that aren't big fans of the prizes because i think people have very valid reasons for why yeah totally fans. totally and yeah I, I find it interesting when people are like i won't read that because it's been nominated or because mm. it's you know it's not getting the same hype or whatever i think it's really interesting but i do yeah. also think it's interesting that she asked how can one book be chosen above all others mm. because i think like we were saying earlier like, how on earth do you compare the books on this list that are so completely different? No, it's like, take two, for example. So let's have a look. So Great Circle by Maggie's Shepard. You compare that to the Book of Form and Emptiness by Rufus Aki, mm-hmm. right? One is just about a woman circumnavigating the globe in a, an airplane and then a woman then kind of playing her in like a biopic, so and so later. Yeah. In a biopic. And the other is about a man grieving the loss of someone and having to talk to a wilted lattice <laughs> so i think like you know what you can't compare no you can't and i think that it is difficult in that situation yeah. I, th- I don't envy the judges although no. i would like to be one yeah there's Anybody? a spot guys guys pair of bookings dm was at the pair of bookings <laughs> pod <laughs> um, but you know i don't envy them because it is difficult and i think that sometimes you just have to go where you got yeah so what has moved you the most, yeah. like, for me, the m- most moving book this year that I've read is Sorrow and Bliss yeah. because it stuck with me. Yeah. I've read two books since and neither of them have compared. No. In that feeling of, like, I want to talk about it with everybody. Yeah. Like, the minute I walked in this house, I was like, hi, Hannah, Sorrow and Bliss. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't stop thinking about Martha. Yeah. 
And so Patrick. Patrick, love you. Patrick, if you can hear me, my number is. <laughs> so I think it's... Oh, God, it's imagine I've just thought an adaptation. Well, I mean, I'm an actor. <laughs> my God, Lydia, you put yourself forward fight. for Martha. We have to fight, though, because he's going to be Martha and he's going to be Ingrid. Oh. They're both excited. Well, I think Ingrid's I think a cool I character think to I'm play. I Ingrid, though. Let's face it, I'm the one with the children. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, for those of you that haven't read Thor and Bliss, it's very confusing this conversation. I know, sorry. <laughs> but also just a quick digress? a quick thought on casting. What do you think of Andrew Garfield as Patrick? Oh. <laughs> Spanner I, in the works. I know that you can't see my face, but right now I'm just on a different planet. <laughs> um, yes, 100%. Please, yes, please. Yes. Please, please yes, please. Andrew Horn. I... Also, would love to see uh, Ben Whishaw in it somehow, just because oh. I'm obsessed with him at the minute after <laughs> watching this is going to hurt. But yeah, I think you have to go by your instincts. Yeah. So if your instinct is the one that I'm thinking of feeling is this book, you have to go with that. And yeah. sometimes it's not about the content or the form yeah. or, you know, how clever it is. Sometimes it's just about, you know, what what's moved you. Yeah. What's made me think about it all the time what's made me want to go back to it i couldn't put sorrow and bliss down no i was holding it everywhere i went so like beautiful. i need to carry on reading it i need i needed to be on my own in a room quiet yeah. so i could be with her i think as well like it's a book that kind of makes you feel seen i think there's yeah. so i don't think i've ever read a book that's portrayed mental illness so well Mm-mm. like i was reading it and going that is how it feels. Yeah, the sensation like, that is, of it. Yeah, like, yeah. that is that is how I feel. That is, is what is going on in my brain, yeah. at, you know, at any given time. Like, I, I really felt represented in that book. Yeah. I, I was just no, so it. moving. That's it. And, and the fact that, I mean, the thing that moved me most was when she, I mean, this is a podcast on Sorry and Bless, I'm sorry, guys, but I have to say <laughs> it, is there's a moment where Martha throws a hairdryer at uh, Patrick um and it's uncomfortable and difficult to yeah. read but i have been the person that has wanted to lash out like that yeah that has lashed out like that mm-hmm. and has been angry and yeah. furious yeah and has looked at myself and gone i don't know why i did that nowhere in in contemporary fiction so far have i read a portrayal of mental health issues as accurate yeah as i read that oh my god yeah the just the and it is it's the selfishness without being selfish Mm -hmm. you just become selfish yeah um it's the anger the hate the loathing that but also the kind of like i'm just getting on with things i'm absolutely fine yeah but just not being okay and everyone knowing it and nobody i know other than meg mason has written something so well well documented that mm-hmm. is so accurate and i was reading it i was going there's me there's me yeah. there's me there's me and yeah i just i adored it me too i adored it i think we've been rambling on enough <laughs> to be honest um so lydia mm-hmm. what have you been enjoying recently what have i been enjoying re- well i did fit finally finish this is going to hurt by adam k uh, oh, the adaptation of his novel it was astounding yeah astounding very difficult so yeah. be careful lots of trigger warnings but um 
astonishing. Yeah. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, Such a good ad- adaptation as well. Amazing adaptation. And he was brilliant. Ben Whishaw was brilliant. Yeah. As Adam Kay. So yeah, absolutely fantastic. And then uh, a book I've read recently that I loved, other than Sorrow and Bliss, which I feel we've talked about enough, <laughs> um, is A Door Behind a Door by Yelena Moscovich. It's published by Influx Press and it's gifted to me, thankfully. And um, it's a Ukrainian-born author, so you know, important to read and support these people at this time. But she has written a kind of absurdist, sort of Beckett-inspired novel that is just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Lydia was talking to me about this book before we started recording, and honestly, I am sold. (laughs) I am completely sold. It's got everything you want in it. It does. LGBTQ elements, it's got feminism it's got lots of diverse casting it's just a wonderful book and if you love a linear narrative from a to b with one protagonist you're gonna struggle because it is it's all over the place yeah but if you're up for some kind of different reading if you're up for something that's gonna challenge you Mm mm-hmm give it a go it took me a night to read it it was that easy and just loved it i loved it i loved how it was unapologetically gross (laughs) unapologetically a bit violent it was just everything that i want to get my teeth into yeah um i really enjoyed it what about you hannah have you uh got anything that you've been loving recently yes i was part of there's an amazing company called tandem collective and they love book bloggers and we love them they do really great amazing things they do read-alongs they do watch-alongs um and i was on their read-along for what a shame by abigail bergstrom i think that's how you say your name but it was brilliant so much so that i was just really excited to be creating content for it and it's just a really really great book about dealing with grief and trauma and the loss like the unexpected loss of a relationship and trying to navigate your 20s and creative careers okay, and uh, where do i buy this <laughs> <laughs> and uh, wild i can't even say the word i i ask Huasca? ayahuasca ceremonies oh i don't know how, it's like the the um the drug that people take and it's oh. um it's done a lot in um it's not like a western mm. medicine it's from oh. somewhere else but it's um it's it's really strange it's quite a quirky thing that um a lot of very out there yogi people oh. on instagram i've i've heard them oh, talking about in their circles no they do this this ceremony <laughs> and it's um, I mean, I'm probably, I hope this isn't offensive in any way because I know it's not, it's part of a, um, tradition. what's the word? It's part of a tradition mm-hmm. from somewhere else. And I really should have done my research on it before speaking <laughs> about it, but it's, um, it's from somewhere else and they have like shamans that give these ceremonies yeah. and it's supposed to kind of clear out old trauma and you and me both girl but it was just such an amazing book yeah. and um just i'm such a lover of contemporary contemporary okay. fiction um and it was just it was really brilliant wow. um and she's it was a debut novel and wow really yeah yeah and it was astounding so would really recommend that and also would really recommend there's a great podcast called um book off oh. um or is it oh do book off 
I don't know. I think it's called Book Off. Oh, Book Off. <laughs> um, but I really love it. And there was a great episode with Marianne Keys and Nina Stibby, who I thought was Nina Stibb, but it's Nina Stibby apparently. Um, not that that matters. But this episode was so brilliant. It was proper, like, women empowering women. Oh, they yes. couldn't get enough of each other. Like, it was like... I, I could listen to anything that Marianne Keys says. Yeah. Like, her voice is gorgeous. Have you, have you seen her on the Sky Arts Book Club? No, oh, I'm not. If you haven't watched it, watch uh, the episode of Sky Arts Book Club with Marianne Keys in it. I need She's to. She's talking about grown-ups, the amazing novel. We just still haven't read oh yet. Oh, my gosh, I so know, good. I know. Although, you know, the family tree is needed. Um, <laughs> but she is so eloquent, so funny. Yeah, Just she is. She's, she's hilarious. Talks. She's like a naturally funny person. She is. I'm always jealous of people that are naturally funny. And her she's voice so is so like sing-songy, yeah. like it's just so like light and nice. And I just loved hearing her talk to, to Nina Stivy about like, she was just waxing lyrical about Nina's work and um, really like just bigging each other up. It was, <laughs> the, the host kind of had to intervene <laughs> like, guys, and be like, guys, this, <laughs> we do actually have to get on with the podcast now. Because they were just, it, but it was just so great. And I loved it. I love like women lifting each other up and, yeah let's celebrate each other's work like so yeah i was all for that would really recommend that episode specifically and that podcast but yeah that episode was just amazing and uh, i think that's all we've got time for today i think it is got a very exciting author event to go to this evening which i'm so excited for but we're not going to reveal what it is Mm -mm. because uh you'll have to wait and uh Wait for our post on next yes. month's book. You'll have to have a little look. Pod. Yeah, <laughs> have a little look. At, check out our Instagram because I'm sure we'll be announcing things soon and and revealing some lots of exciting things, things happening. Um, but yeah, we're very excited about tonight. We are indeed. So thank you for listening to this mini sode of a pair of bookends. Keep an eye on our social media for our next book announcement, and um, please like, subscribe you know rate and review our podcast as it helps other bookends to find us thank you so much thank you very much and enjoy whatever it is you're doing for the rest of the day bye bye